Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. Welcome back to series two of Dawn Breaks. I am so glad you are able to join us for more hopeful stories and inspiration. This week we're coming back with not one but two brand new episodes for you and the first one is from the lovely Rishma who is going to speak to us all about her journey. I'm really excited to share this story with you because it definitely pushes the boundaries of what we've been talking about before. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Dawn Breaks the Podcast and I am so excited to welcome Karishma who is going to join me today and talk to me a little bit about her story. So welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story and connect with you and your listeners as well. Perfect. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. So thank you. And how do we find you today? How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. I am just really excited. I've been waiting for this recording <laughs> to come along and just really, really get stuck into this conversation. Um, so I'm raring to go. Oh, amazing. I'm so happy that you're as excited as I am. I think you, I know you know already a little bit about how the podcast works, but what I like to do is for people to meet you kind of in time order. So I like to think about a time when you were feeling really low or feeling a bit hopeless and have a little conversation about what that was like for you and how that showed up for you. Would you be okay to do that? Yes, absolutely. And I just want to say before I start, I just love what you're doing and just sharing all this hope for so many people. And it's exactly what I needed when I went through my struggles. So just knowing that there's help out there now just makes my heart sing. Oh, Karishma, thank you. I really (laughs) appreciate that. So lovely of you to say. No problem. So for me, just going back probably about five years, and I was sort of going through a really, really dark time. And what it was for me is my first experience of what anxiety was. Right. And it was just a stage of going through a lot of stress Mm. and just not knowing what to do with it and not knowing who to speak to, where to channel it and how to get it out of my system. I was just under a lot of stress in the environment that I was in. And so I, I wasn't into the personal development space then. I wasn't aware of mindset work or just anything along spirituality and so it was just me trying to guide my way through and then the stress just got bigger and bigger and bigger and my chest got tighter and tighter Mm -hmm. and tighter and then it was just before I knew it anxiety attacks and the first time I had it I scared myself because I didn't know what it was I didn't know how to control it. I didn't know, you know, like I'm having a heart attack and you just don't know what to do in that situation. And it started to happen more frequently again and again and again. And I couldn't talk to anyone about it because, for example, in my culture, you just don't talk about stuff like that. And, you know, we've never been brought up to talk about it and, even when I went through school or anything like that, we were never taught to talk about these sort of Mm. things. So I just kind of went through this journey on my own, trying to figure it out on my own. And it got to a point where I had such a bad anxiety attack and it was in front of like a family member who had no idea this was happening. Right. And they were absolutely terrified. They had never seen anything like it. 
and they didn't know what to do I didn't know what to do so trying to control it I mm. couldn't breathe I started losing vision oh and God. it was just yeah it was so was intense Mm. yeah absolutely terrifying and I just couldn't control myself like I couldn't breathe my chest was closed and so tight and I just had tears coming out of my eyes and that was a huge huge shock to the system like that literally woke me up like whoa there's something seriously wrong here and I think that was the point where I kind of been sharing with like people around me like close family members and stuff that something's not right right and it was just kind of like oh I don't want you to go into depression and things like that but actually I was already there right and I didn't know it no one around me knew it because we didn't know what symptoms to look for because it just Mm -hmm. wasn't spoken about and I, I think we've come a long way now and it was just so, so shocking to know that this has got so bad to the point that it's actually got my physical body in a state that I can't change, like I can't control. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I had to go and speak to a counsellor because I just had to get an outlet. Right. And I went to speak to a counsellor, but it didn't quite do the trick for me. I just felt like I didn't get what I needed out of it Mm -hmm. and then as time went on that's kind of how my journey started in the spiritual space and that is basically how my journey started of my healing my recovery or however you want to you know name it but that's kind of the point where I got to so I don't know if I'm doing the okay. spoiler for your next question <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine that's perfect I I can really relate to some of the things that you were talking about there and not realizing how bad it is until it's really bad and there's also so much stigma around speaking up and the fact that you spoke up was so brave but like you said you didn't know how bad it was And speaking up, you were already in a sort of depressive state of mind. You were already very, very low to have have reached out for help. Often we have to get to a point where we don't feel that safe and it can be so frightening. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. the whole experience was terrifying for you. Yeah, and I feel like that's why I want to be a voice for people and you know not just for people in my culture but other cultures or you know just like you said there's so much of this like there's this stigma there's just so much emphasis on oh you know you can't really talk about that or Mm. you know people look down upon it or you know people even scared to admit it to their friends because it's not the cool thing to do or say you're ashamed Mm. yeah exactly so I I just feel like it's so important for people to speak up about it and to share their experiences because you know even if this touches just one listener that's incredible because so many people have been on this journey alone are still on this journey alone Mm -hmm. and I know how lonely it can get and for me I started journaling and writing my thoughts down which at that point helped me a little bit but it's not the answer to everything Mm. because there's so much more help out there it's just people need to find out about it people just need to know that there is help and they need to know that they're not alone and right. I think that was that was the exact thing I needed to know back then that mm. I'm not alone there's help out there and you've got someone that can hold your hand through this journey that's exactly it I'm so glad you said that Karishma because we're not on our own but it does feel like it especially mm. when you're feeling very, very low, it can be really tempting to isolate yourself or to just not talk to people. And because you feel that people don't understand because you haven't had found the words to tell people, it's kind of like a self-perpetuating cycle that you keep isolating. And that in itself can be so detrimental to your well-being. Before we move on to the things that kind of helped and supported you, 
I'm interested to know what was happening around the time where you were experiencing these really intense panic attacks. Like, was it related to something specific? Was there kind of a work situation going on or something? As long as you're happy to talk about it, what was the kind of things going on? You might be able to tell now at this point, what was the pressure points maybe that were getting you to that point of real anxiety or triggers or anything like that? Yeah, so I think it was actually a number of things. I think it was just I was in a situation which was affecting relationships Mm. around me. And because I was so uncomfortable in that situation, I felt so alone, so isolated that then started to really, really fester and really show up. And, you know, there was just this point where I was just like, You know, when you sit at your desk at work and you're just like, I don't think this is where I'm meant to be. I know I need to be doing something else. And people always talk about like purpose. And Mm -hmm. I think that is exactly what it was, was I was sat at my desk, just like, this can't be it. This can't be my life. You know, I I, I want to do so much more. And it was probably the frustration of not knowing what that was and I guess partly fear of Mm -hmm. going out there and just doing it or making my life what it should be. And I think, yeah, that was partly it is just fear and just the unknown of what's out there. Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm. it's kind of like, you know, you're you're telling yourself to go and do something, but you're talking yourself out of it, which is then yeah. sending you into a bit of a spiral. So yes. it's like, yeah. oh, you're not really helping yourself. But um, it's yeah, so difficult. So it, it can be really paralyzing, so can't it? As well, like you, yeah. you you're stuck in this imposition between you know, maybe it's fear of being too visible or fear of being invisible. But maybe it's also about what you were talking about there about knowing you need to do something but just not knowing what like your intuition is prodding and prodding and saying this isn't right this isn't right and your logic your head is saying but what like I don't know what to do and so yeah Yeah. you've got this internal it's more than just kind of a mental thing it's an internal battle between like what your head and what your heart or intuition is saying and that is so difficult I think those are the most difficult emotions when we've got opposing ones going on at the same time and that's actually a really regular thing it's something I talk about with my clients a lot it's really normal to have two competing emotions going on at once it's just you need to decide which one fits better with you which one sits better which one do you want to follow and which one do you want to say actually that's not working for me but you know that's with a lot of experience and and life experience to know that you know I didn't know that when I was younger and I I I can imagine it must have been so scary at the time that you know you needed something to change but you didn't know what and all these physical symptoms were coming up to say you're not listening to me you're not listening to me you're not Mm -hmm. listening to me and then getting louder and louder and louder until yeah what happened did you listen what what happened next before like I actually started making progress I because I have a massive passion for travel so I was just traveling any spare time I had and I thought that was my my medicine is Mm. just going traveling backpacking wherever I could you know find an incredible space but what I soon realized was that I was on a coach in, you know, driving in Mexico, I was touring Mm -hmm. Mexico, and I just started crying. And I was like, looking at this beautiful scenery. And at that point, it hit me that no matter where I am, it could be the most beautiful scenic place, it could be, you know, so far away, I could be in the most incredible country. But that pain, that suffering doesn't go away. If you just go traveling. Right. So I was like, okay, it's still there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It still needs to be dealt with. And what happened was I used to go to the temple every Sunday. And I just happened to come across these people doing healing. And I was just like, what is this energy healing? I don't understand what this is. (laughs) So I I was intrigued by it. And Mm. then I thought, you know what, what have I got to lose? Let me give it a go. Right. So it was pranic healing, which is all to do with shifting out negative energy. And so when I sat down, like, 
when I was going through this whole depression and anxiety and everything, everything just looked dark. Like mm-hmm. it could be the brightest day ever, but I just felt like there was this cloud over me and it was always raining and always gloomy. And so I closed my eyes and I could just see darkness. And then as they were doing the energy healing, it started shifting like bit by bit. And mm. from, you know, from darkness, it started going gray. And then it went to like light. And I was just like, what just wow. happened? Yeah. yeah. So something I'd never tried before. And they were like, wow, you're really receptive to energy. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Um, but I just felt incredible after it. So I kept going back. And they were like, you're so receptive. Why don't you become a pranic healer as well you can help yourself you can help other people too and I was like "Ooh, okay that's amazing (laughs) so I I started training as a pranic healer and then I did all the different levels I did like psychotherapy and also crystal healing so helping people not just with physical ailments but also like emotional and mental and also just really getting in deep with like using the crystals as well Mm. so it's similar to Reiki but slightly different because I know Reiki is a bit more well known so that kind of started my journey on spirituality and then I was just like oh I like this because I don't have to choose like you know about religion or this or that it was just like you can it's all about being who you truly are and I just absolutely loved that and that was what my I guess my intuition was screaming at me always like screaming like be who you are you're meant for more kind of thing so that was like the door opening and then that sort of snowballed into personal development and then working with a coach and then I came across my current coach, who's um, Dr. Erin Paul Haskell. She is a spiritual coach based over in the US. And so I did a whole certification with her as a spiritual coach and a business coach. And it's just changed my life. And like now I'm certified as one of her spiritual coaches. And what that entails is doing subconscious reprogramming. And this mm-hmm. is where we get to what is really going on. Okay. And this is where we go in deep. And also what happened alongside that whilst running parallel, because why would I keep things simple? Um, <laughs> I started channeling and connecting with my higher self and guides and kind of along the Abraham Hicks way, wow. just channeling and connecting with source energy and like receiving that way. And so I had those two running parallel and then I started doing energy work with my higher self and then helping other people to heal by connecting them, you know, to their higher selves and through energetics, really helping people. And that was just like, oh, my God, this is like my calling. <laughs> it's like helping wow. people That's to program the subconscious mind and with energetics connecting to the truth of who they are stepping into that power that belief within themselves connecting to their soul and really living their true purpose and that is what I'm here for like that is what my soul was screaming for and like you need to do this right (laughs) so I absolutely love that I absolutely love that I think Karishma, you've moved so fast. There's like so I know, much. I'm like, wow, then this and then this. But it's so <laughs> it's really exciting to follow that journey because it's incredible. And I think I there's so many things in there that I want to kind of go back to and explore in a bit more detail. One thing that really interested me from when you were talking right back about the beginning when you went traveling, because I know that's something many people find quite a solace in. And you were talking about that day in Mexico where you were crying because you realized that it didn't matter where you went, the dark feelings were still within you. So we're carrying them, they're still within us. So it doesn't matter how beautiful outside is, we're still feeling the feelings going on inside. And I think that's such a valid point because traveling and going away can seem so transformational. And I really think it is in so many ways, but it also... Yeah, it also has this other side to it that means 
we're spending a lot of time alone and or maybe on our own if we're traveling and that's something that we don't necessarily do as much when we're kind of at home in normal situations normal scenarios and so then there's no escaping like there's no escaping your real self and what's actually going on in your mind and and often I've found that me personally and many people I know have real shifts in their thinking or beliefs when they're traveling because they have the time to really connect in deeply with themselves and realize what's going on and it sounds a bit like that's what happened for you that you realized that you could drink up all this amazing culture and all these amazing spaces and places but actually the shifts that you needed to happen were internal not external is that right that is absolutely right and yeah like you said I you know I'm not saying that traveling isn't like an amazing amazing oh, no, thing to experience yeah, yeah absolutely it, I gained so much from it and you know it is so refreshing to mm. get out and experience new cultures and just be in a different environment and it right. really does replenish us but what it was for me was just the way that hit me on that day was just like wow I think I as much as I love traveling it was like a bit of an escape for me Mm -hmm. from what was happening back home but then realizing actually it still comes with me because just because I'm not in the UK it doesn't mean it's not come along Mm -hmm. with me you know those problems are still there they still still exist and you're so right you know I guess even when you're traveling like oh when you're back home you're so busy as much as things are going on you like you said you've got family you know you've got friends or you've got work or there's something going on that keeps you sort of busy but it's also the same when it comes to traveling like you know when you've got a whole itinerary planned you're like super busy and I think that's what it was for me it was like I had a super busy itinerary and I was like you know Cancun and doing the hitting the beach and all this stuff but when I was on this drive it was a really long drive it was like eight hours or even longer and it just really gave me that time to just sit there and settle and it was just like really chilled out music playing I can still I can still remember it was like (laughs) Bieber playing and um, it was just so chilled and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I was just like oh my gosh and I just couldn't stop crying Mm. and luckily I was sat on my own because we were all spread out on this Mm. massive coach I just couldn't stop crying but I think it that that's what needed to happen right that was like a message that needed to come through for me to say you still need to deal with this right doesn't matter if you're like on the other side of the world if you see yeah. all these amazing things it doesn't matter how fast or how hard you run the stuff is still there waiting for you Absolutely. and yeah it, whether you're away or whether you're at home I really like thinking about that a little bit actually because I think there's something so powerful maybe for lots of people it's a bit too intense to spend lots of time on your own just in reflection but I do think it's a really powerful thing to just give yourself like 10 minutes of like peace and quiet every so often just to reflect on what's going on because we just don't we go from like one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next and actually it's so important to just check in with our bodies are we okay you know have I got a bit of a niggle am I feeling all right in myself because that is something as simple as that can be so preventative but also I love the way you described that there about being in this journeying space with a really busy itinerary in the way that we do because we're excited and we're soaking up all the culture And then also that release from the tears. I think it was release you're describing. I don't think that was the word you used, but that's the feeling I was feeling when you were talking about it. And I felt it feels like a big release. Like the tears were a realization, a moment of like, oh, wow, this is what's happening. But a moment of awakening, maybe a moment of realizing what's really going on for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's something that I think you've touched on a great point as well is just it's okay to cry yes it's okay to let it out whether you're male whether you're female whatever Mm -hmm. you know whatever you want to say that you are it doesn't matter 
because yes. at the end of the day you're having a human experience and it's okay to cry and I think yes. that is so critical for everyone yeah. to know is that for so long so many people hold on to like these emotions mm. they just fester and fester and fester and for I know what for me I I definitely get such relief when I've had a little cry it could feel so silly in the moment like sometimes <laughs> yeah. you like sit there for like five minutes and you're like I don't even know why I'm crying but I just want to cry yeah no I can relate to that <laughs> I'm a crier <laughs> sometimes but it's just so amazing how like afterwards you're just like you pick yourself up mm-hmm. dust yourself off and then you just you're you good move on yes because and that's yeah out. you right sorry I interrupted you but I was no. like yes yes I'm really passionate <laughs> about that because I think there's something really important about all the good things that happen when you cry because you are ha- having a release and it lets out good chemicals into your brain good hormones that make you feel a bit better it's almost like a the body's natural way to self-soothe and yet we kind of squash it so much and it feels unbearable when you know you need to cry but you don't want to cry in front of these people or maybe you don't ever cry maybe you're someone that doesn't ever cry and you keep it in and I know that that for me that is like the worst feeling when you've got like a wobbly lip and you're and it's right there like under the surface and you're just desperate to like let it out but it's such a it's such a relief and it's so important and it's such a good thing like it's really fine to have a good old sob you know and and then afterwards you've got some space that's what I find like you cry and cry and cry and then you find the room to breathe room to have space and then you know it is a relief and I know I have to be careful because we we were talking at the beginning about these really intense and terrifying panic attacks that you had and sometimes you know that's not a case of just sitting it through there's other factors in play there but when we're talking about crying on its own and needing to cry then I really do think it can be really transformational in helping you reframe and reshape the way that you're thinking as well yeah love that okay good (laughs) crying big (laughs) um yeah no that's great so another thing that I wanted to touch back on that you spoke about in your whirlwind of of where you've been um, which I loved was about discovering healing at the temple because for me that's really interesting because you've got a mix there of organized religion going on with what I consider to be quite spiritual methods which don't necessarily fit with religion so you know how did you come across that how did that come about so I think it was just because there was like a room there that could be used so they were basically using the room and a lot of the teachings from pranic healing incorporates a lot of Hinduism right so I think there was sort of I don't think it was like, oh, you know, we'll go to the temple. Mm. Um, it was more like, oh, there's a space this there a that space. we can use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like perfect design because I had been going to the temple and that's how I discovered that, which then opened the door to spirituality for me. Yes. So it's kind of weird that I went <laughs> yeah. no, no, <laughs> to I the can, temple yeah. to find another route. But there is a lot of like... Um, I mean, you know, spirituality incorporates bits of every religion, which I find so beautiful. And, you know, there's also parts of Hinduism which are connected to spirituality as well. So I think it's so interesting that I found it in that way. And I'm sure everyone's got a unique story of how they came across their spiritual path, their awakening. Yeah, I think you're right. And I also think it's very personal, you know, in terms of what you take on and what you don't I I think lots of the time if you don't know about spirituality or you haven't haven't been interested to sort of discover or learn more about yeah being spiritual being connected to your spiritual nature and and the ideas that there might be more than just us here on the planet or we might be connected and all of those kind of ideas energy and and source and stuff like that I think that people imagine that maybe spirituality is just something to be put in the religion bucket and I you know I disagree I don't think it is um (laughs) I'm gonna say it I'm gonna be firm about that I don't think it is but I do think that people think oh you know that's religion mumbo jumbo and they kind of put it in that bucket but actually 
like you say, it takes elements from so many places. And I know that from my personal development journey, there are things that I've come across that have made me realize that there has to be more than just me. And there has to be more than just us on this planet in the sense that we are all connected to one another. We're not separate beings and, you know, who are going to live and then and then die at the end of our life and there's nothing else. And people are absolutely allowed to have their own beliefs like very much so I'm, I'm, I really advocate for that but I do think there is something really good to be said about being curious and being open-minded to finding out what other ideas there are out there because so often we grow up and I certainly grew up with in, in a family who went to church and were Christian and with quite a, a very strong Christian background. And you grow up with these beliefs about this is the way you do this thing and this is how this is and this is how you should treat people. And actually there are hundreds of other ways to be in the world. <laughs> there are hundreds of other ways to think. And it's really okay to get out there and explore what those other things might be and see if they're a better fit for you. Just because this is what you've known so far doesn't mean this is where you have to stay for life. And I think people are maybe a bit frightened of that. Like, this is what I know. This is what I grew up with. This, I went to this kind of school. This is where I fit. This is where I belong. Yeah, that's all good. And it's important that we feel we belong and we have social connections. But it's also really important to know your mind and know your heart and your feelings and know where you feel you belong. And the only way to do that is to learn about the others, you know, learn about what else is going on out there, learn about spirituality and say, yeah, that's not a bit of me that that isn't, but I kind of like that idea. And that's what I like about the idea of, because I think people use the word spirituality, don't they? And, and they can mean a lot of different things. But mm -hmm. I suppose what we're talking about here is a personal journey of understanding ourselves and understanding our connection to like where we came from and where we might be going and what's the point of us being here um, and how we might interact and connect with each other and that essentially I feel is what spirituality comes down to I wonder how you describe it yeah big so question I know sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot there yeah so it is it is just you know spirituality is the reality that everything comes from spirit and that's the way it's described in the new thought movement because it's just like you know even this screen that I'm looking at it's all energy yeah it's everything is energy and everything comes from spirit and I think with spirituality the way you explained it is incredible and also just knowing that it's actually rather than looking at it from a religious perspective it's more a way of life mm. and, and that's what I like to think of it as it's more a way of life because it's like when you start to embody like spiritual practices and different techniques that are used through spirituality it only benefits you as a person mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself right and you know it's incredible what you shared about like all of us being connected and it's so true because when you're in an environment for example where everyone is thriving mm -hmm. you can't help but thrive yourself right. right and if you're in an environment where there's negativity or just no one's picking each other up just lots of hatred or whatever it may be that's kind of what you're going to get pulled into because mm -hmm. we're all connected so it's like when one of us rises, we all rise together. But yeah. If one of us falls, we feel the fall too. And that's why I think sometimes when you're having this conversation is just like, you know, even when talking on podcasts or whatever, and just sharing your story with someone else, you may feel what I'm talking about. And mm -hmm. I feel what you're talking about. And yeah. it's just because of that connection and just knowing that it's not just someone you know in person as in your family it's much wider than that yeah it's not just humans it's everything it's nature and it's also the cosmos as well like right. that's how wide it's so we, big <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's what I think is like people are a bit like what but, yeah yeah and there's scientific evidence as well which is mm. well I think a lot of people will probably think what are you talking about but that's what I really love because I'm I'm also studying as a spiritual practitioner at the mm -hmm. moment and what I really love about that is it brings in science 
and spirituality and it connects the two so it's like quantum physics metaphysics and it's just incredible when you've got all this stuff that you just love about spirituality and you can back it up with science because you know yeah. there's some people who are more science-based yeah you'll be like I don't believe any of this or there's people who are more on the spiritual side but you've got both which back each other up and I think that is just incredible and I just love that <laughs> yeah and it's a step forward isn't it because religion and science in the past used to be at loggerheads with each other you know in, generally speaking there would be somewhere where science and religion didn't match up and that's where each argument would undo the other one right about who's right Whereas what you're saying is that there's a number of places and you're not the first person to actually get to that point on this podcast, interestingly, about how we are all connected. But science and what people describe as like woo woo or hippie stuff is beginning to mesh because they're beginning, they've, they've grown so much that we're now beginning to see how they cross over and they support each other. And science and spirituality can be actually two sides of, dare I say it, the same coin. Um, might be risky there but it's really interesting to me actually I really have enjoyed sort of exploring that a little bit because again it's something that people don't talk about but having that belief that there is more than just you and you are impacted by other people so it really matters how you make other people feel gives me a huge amount of hope um thinking about the things that make me hopeful and what you were talking about just there as well about energy we're connected and it's so much more than just the people we're close to that is why we can be talking to each other from across a screen not even in person because we can't at the moment and we can get so excited about each other's energy I can feel goosebumps when you're talking about something and that's energy isn't it that's energy transference that effect by being affected by other people and I think everyone can relate to the idea of you are impacted by the people around you. If someone is in a bad mood, that has a knock-on effect on you. It's it's unavoidable that, Mm -hmm. you know, even with the most positive frame of mind, (laughs) it's really hard to shake that off afterwards when someone's been in a really, you know, low mood around you. And, And likewise, if someone's been in a really upbeat mood, you come out feeling bouncy, you come out feeling happier. And it's, you know, it's, it's sort of undeniable that we are creating feelings around our feelings are bigger than just in our bodies right they're not it's not just like butterflies in your tummy it extends out and it impacts the people in the room and that's not to make you anyone who's listening to worry or be concerned about the energy they're putting out there it's just to say you know put yourself around good energy and put yourself around people that make you feel good and support yourself and it's really really okay to feel low but it's also possible to begin to feel better by reading or learning or watching stuff that makes you feel good or being around people that make you feel good or doing activities that make you feel good. And it's kind of like a cheap way to begin to look after your mental health and begin to feel a bit better as well. I really love that. So let's think about the next part on your journey. I loved your description of the dark to lightness from pranic healing. Can you explain to people a bit more about what pranic healing is? Like if someone's never come across this before and they're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Tell us a little bit about how you'd explain it in like really basic terms. Okay, so yeah, pranic healing is basically when we go through different situations, we have this negative energy and so that then sits in the body and it can sit in there and then it can affect organs and that's basically how you get physical ailments so what it is it's removing that negative energy that dark energy and replacing it with clean really refreshing energy And it's also like a technique to use to cleanse the organs as well. If someone's, say, for example, liver failing, it can help with things like that. You can help by cleaning it out and re-energizing it so that it starts to work the way it should. And it's usually because of this negative energy that an organ will start to either fail or you'll start to get physical ailments whether it's just like an ache in the shoulder, for example, or whether it's something a lot worse than that. And it can work with anything 
as far as I know, there's different protocols that you use, different color energies you use, and also um, that then moves to the next stage of psychotherapy where you can help people who have been through a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. It could be anything really, it could be depression, um, a number of things. And so when you do psychotherapy as well, it helps with the whole mindset. So as you're removing that, because that blocks that, you know, high energy, it blocks that thinking of those positive thoughts. Once you cleanse that out, once you put in the high vibe, the clean energy, then it just starts to change things for people. And then the more frequently you do it, because obviously, you know, I don't want to sell it, you know, say that one time fix, <laughs> you, you have to yeah. keep doing it just like anything else. You have mm. to build up a bit of a habit of doing it. And then, yeah, just things start to change. And that's what, for me, was a big turning point is just that one vision of seeing that lightness was just like, I guess that was like my go ahead, like, yeah, green light do- moment, yeah, white light yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it like, this is good. This is really mm-hmm. good. Like, give mm-hmm. it a go again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that is exactly the sign I needed. And I think that's just something that I would like to share with like the listeners also is just if, you know, you, you're feeling skeptical about anything we've spoken about, if spirituality is new to you or energy work or any of this stuff, what I would say to you, just like I did, is what have you got to lose by trying? Mm-hmm. You know? of course find someone that you trust or you know if you come across someone through a recommendation and they've already you know already worked with someone you know give it a go what have you got to lose right all to do with making yourself feel better getting that negative energy out your body making your body feel better then why not (laughs) right Right. and I, I think we connected about that before when we spoke before the podcast about when things have got that bad and you feel that low, you do get to a point where you think, well, I've literally got nothing to lose. So then you do get a bit creative and you think, well, maybe I'll give this a try because nothing else has worked for me so far. So I might as well try something a bit different. And that's, I think that's when you start kind of having a slightly more open mind about why, why something, you know, it it certainly can be very, very hard when we've grown up with a lot of ideas about how we have Mm -hmm. to be and it can cause us to have quite a closed mind about how the world works and how we should be in the world and that very fixed mindset means it's very hard to change and we're beginning to understand about growth and fixed mindsets being Mm -hmm. it being really important that we learn to adapt and grow and change and actually that fixed mindset can limit us and when we are able at some point and it you know sadly that can be a point that's really low for some people but it might it doesn't have to be we can begin to sort of open up our mind to other possibilities just because there might be something out there that would really really help you and it might not make sense but why not try things and see what effect you get so to do pranic healing, you have to be a certified practitioner. That's right, with qualifications. And you you go through a whole process to do that. So people know in terms of if they were looking somebody up. Yeah, absolutely. So it is actually worldwide based. So if you're, I, I'm not sure if your listeners are mainly UK based, but if you're based anywhere outside of the UK, you can find pranic healers there in America, all over Asia, Africa, like everywhere. So mm-hmm. that that is easily accessible. And um, there's always options, you know, for anyone who's interested in training up as well to train up themselves as well and I just want to sort of take it back a little bit and just share something that's come to me is that Mm. when I was going through this journey I was in and out of the doctors um, because through all the stress and the anxiety and the depression so I had a lot of digestive problems come Mm. up because I had inflamed intestines from all the stress And also what happened was just, I was constantly nauseous. Mm -hmm. I just felt nausea all the time to the point that I was in tears because I just couldn't cope with it anymore. Mm -hmm. I couldn't eat. I was just losing weight. And I mean, after a lockdown, (laughs) I kind of like, that would be good right now. (laughs) But um, Yeah, I just couldn't stomach any food. Um, It was kind of like going really back to basics with like, you know a little bit of butter on toast and just you know even having that would be a success 
but that was all because of the result of what I was going through emotionally Mm -hmm. was affecting me physically Mm -hmm. and I just want to share that also with you know anyone who's struggling with you know whether it's stress anxiety depression it can turn up in different ways in your body and so if you know you've got physical ailments that have just sort of come about but you've been going through a difficult time there's such a big link between like you know the brain and the gut and this is something that you know should really be taken seriously because if this is something you connect with then it's possible that once you start dealing with what's going on it will really really tame down what you're going through physically and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what happened to me is um I developed um irritable bowel syndrome but as soon as I started, you know, doing my inner work, reprogramming my subconscious mind, releasing all that negative charge from my body, releasing all that bad stored energy, things have just changed for me. I used to have to take medication like all the time and now I rarely touch wood have to take it. So it is a real game changer when you actually start to deal with what's going on in the mind, because Mm -hmm. I think the mind is where it all stems from obviously if you have like an accident or you know you have an injury from I don't know a football game or something Mm -hmm. that's obviously different that's like trauma to the body but Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with ailments that are slowly developing it's Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's down to mental health or just real struggles and I think they say about 90% of people that go to the doctors are it's all stress related whether it's you know physical Mm -hmm. ailment or whatever it is it's stress related at some stage so yeah definitely worth (laughs) yeah definitely worth diving into that (laughs) yes absolutely and I love what you said there because I this is something that I do say to people that so much of our physical symptoms come from feelings that we have pushed down and we've not expressed and people will look at me like I'm an alien (laughs) sometimes when I say that but I know it to be true from my own experiences from myself that when you know physical symptoms real difficult physical symptoms that I've had that have come up for me um, and I mean I'm not talking about a virus obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic I'm not talking about the coronavirus this is something different I'm talking about issues that are unique to you that are coming up to do with with you and and your body and you know there's an emotional basis to so many of them and if people can sort of begin to just let that idea play around in their mind like what is my body trying to tell me and trust me it will be telling you something and it's just, what is my body trying to tell me and just letting that thought lay there you don't have to believe that that's necessarily the case but just let that be a possibility and then maybe from there explore it as well Oh, I love that. I've just looked at the time and I was like, oh, we've got reset. It's been so quick. So let's let's be quick in this last bit. But I want people to know where this has left you now. So where have you, where has this brought you to now with your journey? So I am at a point where I have a business that I'm running now, which I never thought would be possible. As I mentioned earlier, um, a lot of my physical ailments have I don't want to say disappeared but (laughs) there's a relief (laughs) there's a relief from them and it's left me in such a good space because I just thought like most of my life that why am I always going through struggles why am I Mm -hmm. always suffering why me me? and so I've shifted out of that victim mindset to now I can be the creator of my life. I, I am that. the creator I of my life. That. And I've done so much inner work. And what I mean by inner work is obviously I've done a lot of energy work. But what the main thing I've done is release what's in my subconscious mind, which is driving 90% of the way we are and what yeah. we do. And what I mean by reprogramming it is taking out limited thoughts, limited beliefs that we've grown up with and re, you know, changing that to something enlightened, something that is powerful for you 
in the here, in the now, because a lot of the limited beliefs we get start from a very young age. Mm -hmm. Some say in science, uh, through the <laughs> like when we're in the womb, and yeah. you know, or even at the age of three, we start picking up what's going on around us. So if we're running on programming from God knows how many, I don't want to say an age right now, <laughs> but like from, yeah. um, from decades know, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> from back then. And then we're trying to make decisions in the here and the now, and things have changed so much. So it's time to get into new programming, which is what I've done. And also what I've done is um, a lot of trauma work. So healing traumas. And what I mean by trauma spiritually is when you're in a high negative state of emotion and you make a decision in that moment that sits in your subconscious mind and that negative charge sits in your body. So when you release that and change that to something positive, that helps you to move forward. Mm -hmm. And what I've also done with that is because trauma can, you know, cause a lot, but um, also programming in the subconscious mind could be through you know ancestors as well it could be through past lives so I've also done a lot of um, work on past lives where I've healed traumas in past lives and then that's projected into this lifetime where I now feel I'm thriving I'm moving forward and I'm just really on a mission to help other people to see there is light at the end of the tunnel you can move on and you can get to a place where you can be who you truly are believe in yourself in your worth step into your power and just embody your greatness <laughs> yes yes I love that that's such a good place to end thank you thank you so much what's the best way for people to connect with you if they have really resonated with your message Karishma what's the best way for people to get in touch it would be on Instagram and my handle is at Karishma V Sharma. Okay, perfect. Word, but <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to put my name together from yeah. the bio and yeah. uh, come, and, come and find me, just drop me a DM and let me know that you listened to this podcast so I know where you found me. And perfect. it's been such an honour. No, thank you. It's, it's been brilliant and a really sort of gorgeous, um, open open thinking, open hearted um, podcast. And I feel like there are so many things in here we could have talked forever about. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's amazing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. What an amazing story from Karishma. I'm so grateful to her for everything she shared today. I find it really interesting to explore the idea of how much our emotions sit in our physical bodies because I do think the two are so interconnected and really we can't separate them. This story really helped to explore how some of that might happen and some interesting and innovative ways that we might be able to support ourselves even more in our own mental and physical health journeys. Just before the break, I told you a little bit about our Hopeful playlist, which is full of hopeful, inspiring songs, which you can find on Spotify now. If you search for Dawn Breaks playlist, you will find us. So if you need something hopeful in between episodes, this is the space for you. I really hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And remember, this is a double bill, so there is another brilliant story already waiting for you. So listen on and you'll hear from me soon.